It is peak summertime. It's 90 plus degrees as I'm recording this. I've got the AC cranked. I've got a laptop going here. I've got my stereo on over there. I have a fan plugged in on me right now. All kinds of electronics are being used throughout my house as I record this. Power costs a lot of money, but it doesn't have to. Enter solar. Power your home with solar. Sopel Solar, S-O-P-E-L, solar.com, makes it so that you can finally, once and for all, have cost certainty. You can take control of your power. And the best part, you don't even have to write a check. Get started. Get those panels on your house. Start taking control of the power and saving yourself money. Not, not just here or there. Long-term significant savings across the board. SopelSolar.com. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. This is the season where you're going to have friends over, family over, you're going to entertain. And when you do it, you don't want cheap cuts of meat on your grill. You don't want things that have been sitting in a freezer for months, if not years. You want the highest quality, freshest meats. And for that, I recommend Happy to Meet You. Happy to M-E-A-T, letter U, dot com. They cut the meat fresh every morning, like 4.30 in the morning. Package shipped, same day, same day they cut it. So you're getting the freshest, most delicious possible meat sent to you. Take 10% off your order and see exactly what I'm talking about. Use my promo code, which is JVO. And that promo code entitles you to not only 10% off, but also three unique seasoning blends, steakhouse seasoning blends, and the official Happy to Meet You Carnivore Companion Cooking Guide. That's all thrown in there. Happytomeetyou.com. So it is Carcone Carne. I'm James Van Osel. That right there, that's Steve Dawson. We are at Sketchbook in Skokie this weekend. Oh, yeah, there we go. I should have told you, hey, we're filming this. Hello. We're be on camera. Uh, <laughs> sketchbook in Skokie, Pravda Fest, happening on the 24th and 25th, Friday and Saturday night outside. It's gorgeous. We're in peak summer right now, Steve yeah, Dawson. It's going to be amazing. Beautiful. Uh, so, Friday night, it is Boom Hank, it is Hush Drops, it is you, Steve Dawson, and the Josh Caterer Trio. On Saturday night, Handcuffs, Diplomats of Solid Sound, making the trip here from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Service and the Slugs. The Slugs. Amazing. I know. I mean, you came up with some of these bands. I mean, oh, yeah. The Slugs and the Service. I was just telling Ken, we, we played with Boom Hank at, uh, at Phyllis's Musical Inn, probably in, in the early 90s. The, wow. Yeah. So this is Dolly Varden era. That might, have been, Stump Stump, the, that might have been Stump the Host. It probably actually was. All right. So let's let's start there. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to trace the history of Steve Dawson. So Stump the Host was late 80s? Uh, yes. Like 88 to 93, something like that. So what was going on in Chicago then? Ooh, there were a lot fewer bands. Were there really? I think so. Because it felt like I knew everybody. It was a different time, though, right? Like, everyone went to each other's shows. and it, it, Kinda. It was, um, or we played at Orphans a lot, which was really cool. We played at Phyllis's a lot. Um, Shrimp Boat was happening. They, we played with them a lot. We played with a band called the, the, the Andersons. Mint Andre. Remember that? I, I remember Mint Andre. They yeah. were great. Um, yeah. I, I love these exercises, by the way. Yeah. The, the, the kind of reminiscing. It was reminiscing. a fun time. It was a fun time. The Elbow Room was cool. It had just opened. We used to play there a lot. Yeah, it's weird, as you mentioned, some of these venues, like yeah. Orphans and right. Elbow Room, like, 
okay, they're not there anymore. Yeah. Like oh, I realize yeah. that's the circle of life, but yeah. it, it's weird to even talk about. Yeah. So Stop the Host, you said, went through 90... 92, 93-ish, I guess. Yeah, probably 93. I think the we did one 7-inch that came out, I think, in 93 on Minty Fresh. I think we were one of Minty Fresh's first... I was going to say, that had to have been one of the, the first, first releases, yeah. And then what led to the creation of Dolly Varden? Um, Stump the Host kind of imploded in several ways without going into the details. Uh, yeah, it just kind of imploded. And uh, Diane and I, Diane Christensen, my wife, and the person I sing with, mother of my child, um, uh, we still wanted to keep singing together. And we wanted to do something that was a little less country. And so we actually just started auditioning people for a new band. And we ended up with Matt Toby on drums. Uh, the bass player first was a woman named Lisa Wertman, who had been in a band called Get Smart. Does that okay. sound familiar? I don't, they might have been, they were definitely pre-Stump uh, the Host, so more like middle 80s. They did very well, though. It's and, so funny. You, you yeah. say Dolly Varden, or not Dolly, Stump the Host uh, was too country, perhaps. Now we would just call it Americana. True. It didn't have a name yeah. back then. I know. We we predated Bloodshot Records by like a year. You definitely did. It's, I was like, yeah, we could have just held on. So Dolly Varden emerged mid-90s. This is peak yeah. Chicago craziness. Yeah. Uh, did you ever play that game? The, the Oh, we should get signed to a big label? Yeah, we did. It was frustrating. It was weird. We The closest we got, we, we had to have a showcase... We self-released our first record in 95, and it got great reviews, and Richard Milne played it a lot. XRT actually put it in semi-regular rotation, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems unheard of in the present day. It's impossible day that, yeah. now. Impossible now. Um, and then we had a big showcase in South by Southwest, and a bunch of labels were interested. And yeah, the Chicago thing was a big deal. But then none of it, none of it actually panned out for some one reason or another. I don't know. Yeah. You mentioned Diane. 30 plus years is a long time for any kind of partnership. Creative. Yeah. Personal. Familial. Uh, what, what's the secret to that relationship? Uh, I think we're best friends and we give each other a lot of freedom and she she's a visual artist first and she spends a lot of time in the studio just by herself working on uh, artwork and I think because of that, she understands that I also need a lot of time by myself to write and record. So it's just, I think there's an understanding there. Um, neither of us get upset if the person says, well, I'm just going to spend the evening in the studio kind of thing. Um, yeah. You're both creatives. Yeah. And I wanted to ask about that because you teach songwriting. You te- yeah. teach guitar. Besides the technical aspect of learning guitar, how do you teach people to unlock creativity? Because I think it's hard for people yeah. to loosen up. I mean, maybe a couple Pravda 38s later, it's easier. It would help. No, uh, that's an excellent question. And the best I can say is you just almost give them allowance to do it. Like you just say, okay, you're going to write a song now. And they take that as permission almost. It's, it's really interesting. But... Um, I teach a beginning songwriting class where people come in all super like, I don't know, I don't think I can do this. And by like the fourth week, they've written a song. 
And I think it's just because, well, for one, they've made the decision, I'm going to do this. But they also, they're kind of afraid. There must they they, they be need some... to get to a point where they give themselves permission right. to do it. Yeah. I think everyone has a creative impulse. Maybe not everyone, but most people have a creative impulse. And um, songs are something that people are really familiar with. Like what they're supposed to, how they make you feel. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a pretty magical thing. I feel really fortunate to be in that position of of helping people with that. Like saying, and I like, ask you that because I this, think yeah. this applies to everyone far beyond just musicians. Like people want to write a book. People want to start right. a business. I mean, yeah. just what do you need to do to kind of get over that hump and get over, get out of your own head, right. and get, out, get out of your way? Exactly. That's it. So the latest album from you, At the Bottom of a Canyon in the Branches of a Tree, this reflective, deeply personal sounding album. Now, you put this out less than a year ago on Pravda Records. Again, Pravda Fest happening in Skokie <laughs> uh, this coming weekend. This album was born out of tough experience, dark experience. You were in a dark place when these songs were written, when this came out. We're, year, <clears throat> we're at a year later since the album came out. Where are you at now, emotionally? It's pretty good, pretty good. And it's funny, yeah, the songs, the band that I put together, which we're calling the Lucid Dreams, to play these songs, it kind of makes them all feel really celebratory because the band is so good and there's so much joy in the playing of the music that it's it kind of gives a different spin to things. So I, I don't think... I mean, there's some sad things on the record, but a lot there's a lot of gratitude on the record too. Um, but the the songs live have transformed to more more joyous. I would say. I made a wish. I love this line. I said this the last time I talked to you. I made a wish. It did not come true. I found other things to exactly. do. Exactly. Yes. I love that. <laughs> now you decided to go solo. We talked about Dolly Varden. You decided to go solo 15, 17 years ago. I made the first solo record in, yeah, 2005, maybe? Did you feel like yeah. you had to do that just for your own... Well, it was because the band, Dolly Varden, was taking a break. Um, the drummer and the bass player both had new babies. And uh, I guess that was the main reason. The drummer bought a bakery, <laughs> which was maybe the biggest mistake of his life. But he thought at the time it was going to be awesome. Sure. It's like, I'm going to have so much freedom. <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh <laughs> Running my a food business God. is easy. <laughs> oh, Lord. He, yeah. Poor Matt. <laughs> He's glad to be out of that. Anyway, um, so that was going on. And we weren't able to meet up as much. And we weren't going to be able to tour or anything. So I just started recording at home and just doing the songs on my own. Kind of out of because I had a bunch of songs and I wanted to do something with them. So with this album, again, it's out on Pravda Records, um, at the bottom of a canyon in the branches of a tree. I, I, you seem like the kind of person, Steve, who's always writing, who's always creating, who has a, you know, a notebook, be it digital or physical. I mean, do you have a lot of songs? Like, what's the next direction for you? I have stuff that I recorded around the same time as this record that still needs to be mixed. And, and then I do have a, a bunch of other songs so I'm just kept cooking in my mind like how I want to present them, like what the next. I have all these ideas, like to try this, I'd like to try this. I think that's maybe my biggest problem is I want to try everything. So I do, you know, I do the funeral bonsai wedding thing, and I do the 
Dolly Varden and solo things. If I could just stick to one thing, I'd probably be better off. But I do, I think it keeps it interesting to me to try playing with different musicians and trying different things. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Maybe something more acoustic next is something I'm kind of thinking, but who knows? I could change my mind when I leave today. So Friday, June 24th, you're playing at Pravda Fest. Who's in your band? Friday okay, night. so it's Diane singing harmony. It's a guy named Alton Smith on piano and singing who's amazing. He's from Georgia. Very soulful guy. Um, John Abbey on bass, who's, you know, the bass player in town. One of the, well, actually, there's a bunch of great bass players in town, but John is in the top tier. Um, Larry Brown is the drummer, who's fantastic. Tommy Zender playing uh, guitar and singing harmonies. And I know, I've known Tommy forever, and he and I uh, work off each other really well, and he sings harmonies great. So, yeah. so that's a full lineup here. It is. Yeah. All right. Steve Dawson playing Pravda Fest. It is happening Friday the 24th, all weekend long, top to bottom, four bands each night, celebrating 38 years of Pravda Records. We can enjoy Pravda 38 beer as we enjoy you live outside. Uh, Steve Dawson, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. All right, we're going to wave goodbye. Go listen See to his music. See you Friday. Carcon Carne, sponsored by Sopal Solar, as well as happy to meet you.